Fire, 1,281. Of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these what might have been. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. EOFire.com is your go-to resource for everything you need to rock your entrepreneurial journey. Ignite. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Mike Muni. Mike are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, John. Yes. Mike is the CEO of VIP Orbit Software. It's a Viper family of products providing solutions for relationships, activity, and collaboration management for Apple users. He's best known as a co-inventor of ACT, the product that literally changed the entire relationship management software category and global industry. His vision with Viper is to go beyond the success of ACT and once again, change the world. Mike, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. All right. Well, I was born and raised in Chicago, graduated from U of I, was accepted to law school, uh, life threw a curveball at me, didn't make it there, but got hired by IBM in the mainframe era and had a fantastic career at IBM. And little did I realize it then, John, but so many things that they taught me in their intensive sales school I later applied to the uh, co-design and purpose of ACT and uh, Viper today. I didn't make it in law school either, Mike. So we've already connected on that level. And you know what? (laughs) It's just one of those things, Fire Nation. It doesn't matter if you don't hit a home run every time you swing the bat. Now, Mike, we're going to go through your journey as an entrepreneur. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the history, all of that stuff. But before we dive into that, just tell us today, present times, 2016, how are you generating revenue today? Well, that's a good question, John, because today I'm not generating revenue, but we're, we're about ready to come out with a new family of Viper products that is going to change the, the landscape of the you know, software solution market. Uh, and it's going to be on a subscription basis. And the Mac version as well is going to then go on sale as a one-time cost uh, in addition to the other subscription services. And so we will be getting into a revenue operating mode very shortly here. And Fire Nation, they call that pre-revenue. And guess what? There's no problem with that, especially when you're like Mike Muni and you have prior successes. Believe me, success breeds success. So when you have that nice little cushion, the nice little nest egg, that runway, so to speak, it allows you to be in pre-revenue a lot longer and really make sure that when you come out, you come out with that bang. So Mike, thanks for breaking that down for us. And you have had quite the journey of an entrepreneur. I mean, it has really been full of ups, full of downs, the roller coaster that we all experience on certain levels. But take us, Mike, to what you consider the biggest dip in that roller coaster, the lowest of the low, your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. And Mike, tell us that story. Okay. Well, uh, what's interesting, John, is it kind of coincides with the upside of it as well. So the the downside is that here I was a corporate man, right, working for IBM, great, uh, you know, career security, et cetera, et cetera. And with my partner decided to start a company, software company, we raised $100,000 from an angel uh, out of Boston uh, for a software idea specific to, at that time, what we thought was going to be a huge market 
And lo and behold, about $85,000 later, we literally said to each other, this dog ain't going to hunt. Mm. It's over. We're dead. Now, in, it was a product specifically designed for the computer stores that existed back in that era where you had to go to buy a PC, you know, computer land and entree, business land, etc. And they were growing leaps and bounds and people were franchising them. So we thought it was a great market. In fact, it wasn't. People didn't want to pay for the software. It was to help them achieve profitability in their business uh, and to help the salespeople establish themselves and distinguish themselves as a professional compared to their competitors, which we all have. So uh, what happened was in the process of trying to sell this product, uh, one of the companies located and headquartered, fortunately here in DFW, uh, where we are, uh, I tried to sell this product to to the CEO himself. They had 54 stores across the country. He never bought the product, but he took a liking to me. And he was notated that year as one of the 25 most influential people in the PC industry, according to Computer Reseller News. And here I know the guy, right? So when uh, my partner, Pat, and I realized that this dog ain't going to hunt, I went to this gentleman. His name is John. And I said, John, we're in trouble. We only have $15,000 left. We don't know what to do. The investor's coming down from Boston in about three weeks. Uh, should we give the money back? What do we do? And this is what he said. He said, no, you know, you two guys are smart guys. Why don't you go have a brainstorm breakfast next, uh, next week, which was July 4th, 1986, and see if you can come up with an idea. Just brainstorm, you know, sit there from eight to noon and see what you can come up with. Well, that was great advice, easy to do, and cost us nothing more than a breakfast. So here we realized that our hopes and dreams and passions with this idea that we thought it was a sure winner, right, and convince somebody to invest in absolutely failed. That was a that was a you know a dark side, a downside to us, but we didn't let panic strike us. Uh, and fear overcome us. It was, well, what can we do? What options exist, etc. So uh, the other side of that coin, the upside then, uh, John, is that we had that breakfast and we literally started out saying this to each other. Okay, we've got a blank sheet of paper. We can come up with anything we want. What do we need ourselves? What would help us do a better job in what we do? And let me give you a little bit of background as to what we do, which is what everybody does. And that is that everybody sells. You might do architecture or law or engineering, but what you are is a salesperson because all of us have competition. We all have to distinguish ourselves. We therefore all have to establish very close and meaningful relationships. Who can't relate to that, right? So in the process of saying, well, what do we need ourselves? Well, if we could come up with a product uh, that could do this in software, help us keep track of the people, you know, add our calendar of activities to it, keep some personal notes, customize it, you know, be able to deal with more people more effectively. Uh, that might help us uh, as opposed to the paper systems that were prevalent back then, of course. And uh, when we left that breakfast, John, we were three feet off the ground. We knew we had struck something. We were excited about it ourselves. We could use it. We could see the benefit of using it and a whole lot of people in the world using it. And therein, that morning, July 4th, 1986, what became ACT nine months later on the market was conceived. And so we went from the downside, you know, bottom of the valley uh, to the top of the mountain, passion and vision uh, in a very short order. 
Fire Nation, think about this journey that Mike is taking us on right now. I mean, this is the journey of an entrepreneur, and this is why when you take that leap or when you look back on that leap that you took that didn't work out, guess what? That wasn't your only rodeo, Fire Nation. You know, get back on that saddle, get back on that bull and ride. I mean, this is what it's all about is getting back in and staying in the game. Now, Mike learned a ton from what he was trying to get into. You know, he said, man, like this is something that I want to do. This is some value I want to bring to the world. And guess what? The world did not want that value, but he built relationships. He kept his mind open to do amazing things move forward, an opportunity arose, he jumped on it, and voila, there was ACT. And a little random side note, when I joined John Hancock in Boston back in 2008, I was trained on ACT software, and that was the software that we use going forward. So I I am very intimately familiar with ACT, and it's just kind of crazy that here we are eight years later, Eight years, 2016 Fire Nation, and I'm talking to the person who created that software that I use to make sales every single day in corporate finance with John Hancock. So crazy, crazy stuff. I love just how this world seems to work. And Mike, that lesson that you talked to us about, you know, about just keeping your options open, building those relationships, and then leveraging those when the time is right is so valuable. And that was a huge aha moment you had to create ACT. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the aha moment story you're going to tell us. And if it is, that's cool. But you have your choice of all the aha moments that you've had, of all those epiphanies, those light bulbs that have gone off in your journey as an entrepreneur. What's the one story that you're going to share with our listeners, Fire Nation, today? And again, Mike, take us to the moment you had that idea and walk us through your turning it into a success. Okay, well, you know, I have a very interesting background because of ACT. It's basically, John, a double-edged sword in many yeah. ways. What what appears to most people to be this great success also has some downside risk because it set a standard that even back then we had no idea would be created. I mean, here it is on the market 29 years later. Try to find a software product that's been around that long, has impacted the world that much, and has created a global software category and industry. Doesn't exist. Yeah, and I'm just a regular guy, as was my partner, Pat, right? I mean, two street guys, two sales guys, that's all we were. People even put us down and said, what do you two guys know? You're just sales guys. And we had to overcome a lot of the damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead, and basically some uh, some other colorful words I won't use on this podcast. Uh, in, in our approach and attitude toward people like that that got in the way, you know, move them out of the way. The real aha moment to me, in a way, was that act created a a sense of self-awareness that I didn't know existed in me. It created a sense of ability to do something way beyond my own imagination at the time. You know, it unfolded, John. I, I believe in the saying, success should be a springboard and not a hammock. So to me, act as a springboard, not something to rest my laurels on. So having said that, all it did was lay a foundation. Now, it's very hard to come up with a, a follow-on act, no pun intended, to a <laughs> successful first product that uh, literally changed the world and still is affecting the world, right? So what do you do against those, you know, uh, those odds? Well, it was very tough for me, and I was in a long period of what I'll call uh, depression. Now, not psychological depression, but a sense of loss, a sense of meaninglessness, uh, you know, compared to what I once enjoyed with act. What happened was many, many years later, I abandoned Windows. Act is obviously a Windows product and, of course, not today going toward the net. But uh, I abandoned it and I went Apple. 
and got my first desktop. Then the iPhone came out in 2007. I got it. By the end of 2009, I was sitting in my house, literally in my robe on a Wednesday morning. I will never forget it. I was reading the cover story of Business Week magazine, and it was entitled Apps. And it was all about how apps were going to change the world. And here I had this iPhone in my hand, something with me 24-7 that I could have only lusted for back in the act era. I mean, if you want uh, something with you 24-7, it certainly isn't Word docs or spreadsheets (laughs) or your PowerPoint presentation. No, what it is is everybody you know, everything you know about everybody you know, your entire calendar, all the custom things you know about those people, your little black book, on-demand, instant recall, photographic memory executive assistant, and nothing existed. So when I got done reading that article, John, I literally stood up and I said, holy, I'll leave this blank. I can't believe nobody has invented yet what I thought they would have by now. I need it myself again i.e. kind of the same act story, right? What do we need? And I know how to create a company. I'm tired of waiting around for somebody else to do it. I know how to raise money. I know how to you know, design software. I know how to pull together a team. I'm going to start a company. And therein was the reason for the creation of VIP Orbit Software because of personal need. Need is the mother of invention often, and it definitely was in my case. So this is so fascinating. I'm really glad you gave us this insight, Mike, because so many entrepreneurs, they see people like, you know, yourself and other successful entrepreneurs. They just assume that, hey, they hit a home run. And you know what? Now they're just riding off into the sunset and life is good and happy. And it is just not the case. I mean, you look actually, there's a great book. It'll come to me in a second and I'll share. Oh, no way. It's called Smart Cuts by Shane Snow. And he talks about all the successful entrepreneurs of our time and even just successful people like Buzz Aldridge, people that landed on the moon. They went into massive bouts of depression and just wandering and just really not feeling like they were relevant in this world because, you know, they had hit the pinnacle. You know, they were at the top. And where do you go after you walk on the moon? I mean, literally, that's what Buzz Aldridge was struggling with in Neil Armstrong. Like, what do you do after that? So Fire Nation, realize that this is a journey that we are on. You're going to hit a home run, hopefully, sooner than later. But when you do, you don't ride off into the sunset. Believe me, like just sipping margaritas on the Puerto Rico beach is only fun for a limited amount of time. We are human beings. We want to keep going forward, especially you with that entrepreneurial bug inside of you. And Mike, you know, in his bathrobe was just, you know, sitting there, was reading the paper and reading that magazine. And boom, he could not have been more excited for now this huge opportunity from the jump back in and provide incredible value to get back on that horse. So remember, this is the journey that we're on as entrepreneurs. It has the ups, it has the downs. We hit a grand slam and then we still say, hey, what can I do to keep being relevant in this world? And Mike, I'm just really glad to get a peek inside of your life like that. That's just fascinating on so many levels. And and you talked about a lot of your strengths about pulling a team together, getting financing, X, Y, Z. What would you say your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is? Well, my biggest weakness, unfortunately, is I care too much about other people's viewpoints and uh, I take them to heart. I'm very sensitive in that regard, whether it's differing opinions of my staff on uh, you know, a function or purpose or marketing campaign, whatever. Uh, I try to weigh everybody's concerns uh, and perspectives in, in the balance. That's not easy to do. I obviously take it to heart, uh, both good and bad, when somebody writes a review on the store, whether it's a five-star or one-star. 
but I'm true to myself, and, and that's part of my weakness is being true to myself means I reach out to everybody, even if they don't like what we've done, uh, to try to communicate with them, John, which is the only thing that bridges relationships is communication. And that's really what life is all about. And uh, so, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of my energy, uh, but it's well worth uh, the results if I can achieve it. What's your biggest strength? My heart and the way I see people, you know, people are precious, priceless and, uh, and purposeful. That's what relationships are. And, you know, I want to be authentic and, and be true to myself in that regard that uh, have an interest in other people and, and back it up by my actions. So that, you know, the software, both ACT and today Viper that I've created is really just a tool to affect an attitude and a commitment and a discipline of my person, uh, you know, because you could have the great, greatest software product, but if you don't apply uh, attitudinally uh, and emotionally, because all relationships, good ones anyway, you know, sustainable ones are emotional, uh, bonded, connected, uh, nothing's going to come of it. So my greatest strength is the heart that I have toward people and just wanting other people like me, regular street folk, uh, to succeed in life and find their full purpose. Mike, your aha moment led up to this, but take a minute now and share the one thing that has you most fired up today. Well, (laughs) no surprise here, John. It certainly is Viper and what I alluded to earlier with this uh, forthcoming revenue opportunity and new family of products. I mean, like I said earlier, ACT set a standard and I want to surpass that standard. You know, I don't know how much yet I'm capable of achieving, but I'm certainly on the journey of discovery toward it. And that keeps me going every day because I know I'm on a quest. I know the odds are great. It doesn't matter. It's my purpose in life. It's my passion in life. And I know that it will help other people. And so it literally is the thing that fires me up every day, despite the odds, despite the fears. And I, hey, I'm human. I have fears. I have a fear of failure. You know, I don't believe people that say they don't have a fear of failure are liars. Uh, of course, I fear that. But I had the courage to supersede that and just persevere, you know, on in this journey. And, you know, that's uh, that's what fires me up right now. Fire Nation, there's one thing that I'm pulling from this interview that I really want to make sure that you're getting as well. Opportunities are all around us. You just need to keep your eyes open. You know, for Mike, it was reading that article in the magazine. For, you know, fill in the blank, it's walking outside and seeing somebody on a skateboard. Like, you don't know where that opportunity is going to strike. And by the way, you should not jump on every opportunity you you see out there. I mean, Mike when he saw that opportunity, he ran it through the, the rigmarole and he said, okay, this is in my sweet spot because I know how to build a company. I know how to run a team. I know how to raise money, et cetera, all these things. So it has to be the right opportunity, but just have your eyes open out there. And Fire Nation, don't go anywhere because we are about to enter the lightning rounds. But we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Picture this, Fire Nation. You finally get an email from a prospective client saying they're ready to jump on the line and chat about the amazing services you provide. You're so excited. And so you email back with a suggested date and time. Then you get a reply saying they can't make it. So they throw out another date and another time. The back and forth continues until you've both wasted precious time and built up a ton of frustration. 
Doesn't sound like much fun anymore, does it? Stop the back and forth with the power of Acuity Scheduling, where you can sync your clients, your calendar, and your cash. Acuity allows you to handle forms and payments before your appointments so you can get right down to business. Visit acuityscheduling.com slash fire and get 45 days free. It can be scary to put yourself out there, and as entrepreneurs, it's a fear we're forced to overcome if we want to make an impact. Gaining authority, credibility, trust, and likability, they're all critical components, and a big part of gaining all these things depends on our ability to connect with our audience through writing, whether this is by email, on your blog, and even through social media. That's why I love Grammarly. Grammarly is like a second pair of eyes, helping you make sure you're always putting your best foot forward. Grammarly checks for grammar, spelling, punctuation. It even offers suggestions on sentence structure, style, clarity, and word choice. Download Grammarly today for free. Visit Grammarly.com slash fire. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash fire. Mike, are you prepared for the lightning round? Absolutely. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? A fear at first, John, that uh, I was now a has-been. My, my glory days were behind me, and, uh, but it was also that quest that was dormant in me to find an idea that had a, a, a defensible solution that I could create something out of, take to the market, and get back in the game. And so that's what it was. I love those words, glory days. It actually took me back for a second, Mike, to a senior in college, Glory Days Came On by Bruce Springsteen. And as the song was playing in the bar, I looked around at all my friends having fun, laughing, and I said, these are my glory days. It is all downhill from here. And you know what? At 22 years old, I was wrong, Fire Nation. The glory days are not behind. They are always ahead of us. Just have fond memories and know that your glory days are ahead of you. Now, Mike, what is the best advice you've ever received? Well, you know, I mean, a pivotal point in my career, my life, obviously, and the way I have seen myself and the purpose for my being, I'll I'll point back to, John, that recommendation to go have that breakfast and see if we could come up with another idea. You know, that sounds very simple, doesn't it? I mean, it almost sounds dismissive, Yeah. but we took it seriously. And that was a fork in the road. Had we taken the, the other fork, uh, probably what would have happened is Pat and I would have gone back to the big corporate world where we came from, been safe and secure, or so we would think, uh, but we didn't. And we sought out a mentor, we humbled ourselves, and we took that advice to simply have a breakfast and think. I love that word think, and I really like that you ended with that word because so often, Fire Nation, our faces are stuffed in our computers. We're, you know, responding to that Facebook text, that text on our phone. You know, we're doing snap, you know, we're, we're always doing something. When's the last time you just sat back, gave yourself space to think? Now, Mike, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Uh, I can clearly tell you, John, it is a commitment to professionalism, a commitment to excellence in all that I do. And that may sound cliche-ish, and to some people, okay, maybe it is. But to me, I put it into action. You know, I, I said earlier, we all are being sized up by the people we encounter. They're comparing us to other people. We all have options for other choices for a solution. How do you distinguish yourself? I want to distinguish myself as a professional. I believe most people are amateurs because it's not based on their view of themselves. 
more importantly, and essentially, it's based on how others perceive them. So what we're really talking about is what are you doing? And my, mine is a commitment to this excellence and, and uh, professionalism such that your perception of me is that I've got such a distinguishable and highly regarded reputation that you choose me over others more of the time than not. And that takes work. You know, there's a saying in baseball, you know, the batter's up at the plate. You know, every attempt doesn't produce a hit and every hit doesn't produce a home run. But every home run is the result of both the attempt and the hit. And I attempt and I hit everything I do with everybody and I occasionally get those home runs, but I'm always going for that home run to distinguish myself. And mm. that's the kind of commitment I'm talking about. Have you seen the movie that came out a little while ago called uh, The Intern with Robert De Niro? I absolutely did. I brought <laughs> tears to my eyes. <laughs> Fire Nation, I just love that movie. And when you were talking, Mike, about being professional, that is really what popped into my mind. Because here you have Robert De Niro. He was 70 years old in the movie. He's 72 years old in real life. And, you know, he was, he joined this internet startup company. It was like a seniors program. He was an intern and he just wanted to be relevant in life. And actually this kind of even circles back, Mike, to what you and I were talking about earlier about being relevant. Like we don't want to just glide off into the sunset. Like that's boring. We want to stay with it. And I think that that movie actually has a great job of showing like how boring life can be when you stop being relevant in it. And so Robert Zeno does a great job and he's this intern and he just starts dressing. You know, he dresses the part every day he goes in. He has a suit, he has a tie. And all these, you know, mid 20s, you know, low 30s millennials are just like, what are you doing, dude? That's not comfortable. Like, you know, they're all grubby with no, you know, haircuts and shirts are untucked. And he, over the course of the movie, has such a positive impact on them and their professionalism. It's fascinating to see. So that's what came to mind. And not to get too off topic, but I wanted to share that. But Mike, what is an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with Fire Nation? Well, as a software developer, my team and I uh, find a lot of value in a product called Trello. Uh, it's a great way for each of us to submit bugs and screenshots of the bugs. Obviously, we're always in an effort as a software developer to you know clean up the product. No, no software is without bugs, as we all know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just a great collaborative tool. So I would uh, recommend Trello. If you could recommend one book, Mike, what would it be and why? The most profound book I've read recently is Team of Teams by General Stanley McChrystal, uh, who you know led our forces in Afghanistan and really had to upend the hierarchical approach of how information wasn't being shared across the various governmental agencies that were affecting their inability to respond in a timely, agile fashion to beat the enemy. And when you look at the value of collaboration, it really has great business insight into a different way of sharing information, working with people across different boundaries, not just within your own company, to achieve the the, uh, the goals. And so that's the book I would recommend. My Commander-in-Chief. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. Now, Mike, let's end today on fire with you giving a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, well, I appreciate it. If anybody would care to write me, I'm uh, easily reached at mike at viporbit.com. Uh, you can go to my personal website, mikemuni, M-U-H-N-E-Y.com, uh, and let me know you'd like to talk, and we'll connect. And what's that parting piece of guidance? 
Well, you know, I'll give you a quote from a poet, and I'm not a poetic kind of guy, um, but it really has a lot of inspirational value to me, especially in some of the dark down days that, you know, you still experience, right? And this is the quote, and it's very entrepreneurial. It, it, it goes like this, of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these what might have been. As an entrepreneur and, and realizing uh, that I've not yet achieved what I think I've been, you know, made to do and accomplish in my life. You know, it spurs me on to not allow myself to fall back into a I can't do it or it's impossible attitude uh, because I don't want to come to the end of my life, John, God willing, and say, doggone it, I wish I had tried and I wish I had done it, even if it did fail, but I got to try Wow. Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Mike Muni and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Mike in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. So head on over there and thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, Mike, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Well, I appreciate it. It's been an honor, John. Thanks very much. Ready to eliminate the annoying back and forth of scheduling with your clients? Take control of your calendar today with Acuity Scheduling. Visit acuityscheduling.com slash fire and get 45 days free. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you're ready to share your voice and message with the world, freepodcastcourse.com is for you. Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast for free and ignite.